Benson Price Block. Uh, in the fairy tale, what did the farmer find when he cut open the goose that laid the golden eggs? <laughs> the internal revenue, sir. They got him together. <laughs> but in that period of time, True was this nation. So... On the AM dial. Yes. Yeah. And, and of course, at that point, there's a point where Tim Achterhoff is just coming out of high school. And he wants a job, and he wants to work at True. We all wanted to work at True in those days, right? And so he ends up applying for a job, and it ends up going to a guy by the name of Bob Moore. Now, Bob Moore would end up there working on the, on the air at True for a couple of years, go to ZZM-FM, be on the air doing mornings for three years in the late 60s, early 70s, and then eventually would become an engineer, and we found out through our interview with him, he worked in LA, he worked in Dallas, he worked in New York City, he worked, uh, what, Syracuse, he worked uh, Buffalo. I mean, he worked some major markets. He worked at the old station. Yeah, in fact, he, he, yeah, he was at Case, or WCBS AM yeah. and uh, WINS, I think, the news station. And, and the bottom, bottom line is he said, I said, did you ever you know, meet anybody famous? He goes, yeah, Walter Cronkite. <laughs> he said, I ended up doing a, a little engineering thing for Walter Cronkite once, you know, while he was in New York. Uh, but anyway, uh, so that was one thing. That changed the, the landscape only because if Tim Akterhoff had gone to True, Instead of MUS, MUS may have never emerged because Tim was really Tim was the, one the guy that made that happen. But the other significant thing is, is that Randy never asked Fred Tascone at WTRU, uh, would you let me sell advertising for you? He just assumed he wouldn't be able to and therefore came over to MUS and ended up working there for several years. And eventually, at some point, I said to Tim Akerhoff, when I was named sales manager for about a year at the radio station at MUS, I said, hey, I said, this Randy Crow, this kid is impressive. I said, your sales manager really should be him. Not me. This kid has really got it. And he should be the one you should be putting in this job. So we made a switch, and I ended up then going to run, be the GM in, in Duluth, Minnesota at the 100,000 watt FM classic rock station. So it was really just a uh, series of events. I mean, both of them could have been a true. Yeah. What would that have done with WTRU? And one of the things that I've always said is true needed an FM station, and they never, by the time they got to that point, it was too late. Yeah, well, MUS had already taken over the Fred Gascon, he, he bought KBZ and uh, uh, 95.3, which was Rock 95 at the time, and he had his FM station. But yeah. That didn't work out too well, but anyway, that's another story. Yeah, right. So, so when, did, when did Randy Crow get in? Because now, of course, I know him as being the big advertising guy, right. you know. Oh, yeah, he so he just worked him, just yeah. worked his way into that from that point there. He actually, he was telling us, and I didn't know this, RC Productions, which is his ad agency, originally started out as Andy just Rooney. voice work mm -hmm. for him. Okay. And I did that. I, I, w I worked for him when it was just oh, simply, you, 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 oh, I've done lots of work. Mark Stevens too, right? I love Mark. I love Mark Stevens. Mark, Mark Stevens. I miss him so much. It was, it was kind of funny because Randy and I were talking because it was like Mark Stevens was, he was, what a voice. What a voice, what a talent. Yes. He put anything together, commercial. And, I and did. Randy said that Mark, when he came in there, 
didn't know anything about video. Yes. And learned it off from scratch and everything else. I mean, that well, actually, that's how I met Mark, is through Student Showcase, which we'll talk about next week. But that's how I met Mark. Okay. And I got in with Randy Crow and Tim Achterhoff through all of this. Actually, they, they did more than just voice work for commercials. I did a line of baby products where a voice was coming out. I can, I can bring you one of my toys. They're baby toys and that came from RC Productions. Baby toys where you shake the ball. My voice is coming out of baby toys all over the world. That's, that's some scary stuff. Such a nice voice. The one commercial that I love that you were in was that with preferred auto or something. Oh, I did all their tele television commercials. And, oh my gosh, that was ridiculous. Don't ever put me on television. I've got a face for radio, totally. But I love Tim Achterhoff and Randy Crow. I love them for giving me that chance. But no, I've got a face for radio completely right here. Anyway, but thanks, Oscar. <laughs> thanks, Oscar. Whatever. Oh. So anyway, we're gonna we'll take a break. We got more stuff to talk about. But I, there's one thing I want to bring up here. Remember, I talked about last week about the uh, chair volleyball. Remember the oh, chair yeah. volleyball? Yes. Yes. The Office Olympics. Yeah. Oh, yes. Okay, okay. Chair volleyball, great fun for people ages uh, young to seniors. I'm thinking Peter Tripp, the curly-headed kid, would be perfect. <laughs> Wait, this is actually happening. For yeah, what? Yeah, it happens every week on a, on a Thursday. I think they play for golden microphones. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks a lot. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. But yeah, so we'll put Peter Tripp in that. We'll have to get him in there. Oh my gosh. Yeah, chair volleyball. You can do that, can't you? I have no idea what it is. <laughs> Where is that? Volleyball in a chair. Basically. Okay. Now here, I'll let you. I'll let you look at it while we take a break.
patch up your waders. It's that time of year. Yeah, pick up a six pack and dust off the net and head for the river. It's fun. Yeah, you betcha. Everybody's going smelting. Everybody's going smelting. Everybody's going smelting. Smelting USA. Smelting USA. Smelting USA. Sit back there. I can screw the show up real quick. I know you could. Yeah. <laughs> we wouldn't have a show if you were back here. But anyway. <laughs> okay. I sure can't that, that little smart remark went back to when he had me working with him at uh, KBZ. KBZ, and he took off to Detroit. I knew nothing about the I'm computer. <laughs> Yeah, and he, he got me and he said, all you gotta do is push this button. I'm going, oh my God, I'm on the air. He wants me to push buttons. What's gonna happen? What do I do if I push the wrong button? Boy, I could have, if you were in the room, I would have knocked you. It all went okay, I didn't screw up, but. <laughs> Welcome back to Talking Tunes. <laughs> that was a ranking of Peter Tripp, the curly-headed kid in the third row. <laughs> <laughs> one of our many, uh, one of our many um, adventures together, I guess. Is the eighty-year-old DJ, the oldest DJ, the oldest person in West Michigan, still working at a bar as a DJ. Yeah. Are you eighty? Yeah. Mm. Yeah. But he doesn't look he it. He did not look it. He does not look it. He's at the homestead, every that, party. And that's why they. That's why they come into the homestead now. Is because they want to see this old man playing no. this little teeny bopper music. <laughs> I think he has such young lingo. Hey, you guys. <laughs> hey, you guys. <laughs> I think we need to take this show on the road. I, I think we need to take this show on the road and do it do it when he's there at the homestead. Mr. Microphone, so we can take it on the road. We need to take it on the road. Well, I'll tell you what. If you do it, you want to do it early because you don't want to see what goes on after midnight. Those whippersnappers, I tell you. I've been in bands for 25 years. I know exactly. Yeah, she knows. She's been there. We've all been there. We all know. Okay, what I wanted to talk about, I, I don't know if Leonard uh, probably didn't have a chance to look at this yet, but I think the rest of you have that, that uh, thing that's been written about us that's supposed to be in the. Oh, you didn't really have it written read it yet? What? Okay, she doesn't <laughs> You've been sick like me. I don't know. It's something that was, was written about us uh, by the examiner. They interviewed me and, and Greg, and I guess that was it. So we're a blur, Britta, all the way down. The I've been on Robitussin for the last five days. Well, see, I knew what was coming. That's why I got sick. <laughs> so anyway, there's this the story that's going to be coming out, but uh, like I say, we need to get a few things spelled right, like Britta's name. Our name is never spelled right. They spelled yeah, my right. name right. The, yeah, you're Berta. I'm Berta. Mm -hmm. Hey, that's all right. Yeah, so before long, the group was recruiting other area uh, radio veterans like Berta. <laughs> <laughs> you know Berta. Yeah. Hey. Kathy Becker, 
with the West Side Soul Surfers. You haven't been to Soul Surfers for quite some time. No, no, I mean, yeah, no, not for a long time. And what's the name of the new group? Betty Page. Betty Page. Meet so with John Merchant. They're I, awesome. I, I requested that they talk to both of you and also Bob, yeah. and we'll just leave them out of it. So, the old guy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He'll tell stories that we don't even that want to That old whippersnapper. Yeah, that old whippersnapper over there. <laughs> but you guys read it. What did you think of the story? Oh, I thought it was okay. Yeah, yeah it, it was, was a good, pretty good story. Though. Yeah, was, yeah. It, it and, was, you know, we've changed it since it was first written because yeah. Greg's not, he's no longer doing his political rant at the end. <laughs> <laughs> and um, yeah, so that <laughs> we won't be doing that. We're keeping it. Well, when he hears this, he'll he'll say yes, I am, Kathy. No, he. <laughs> <laughs> he can keep doing it. We just aren't going to play it. Yeah. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. it makes him yeah. feel better. Go, go for it. Go for it. It really is. just. Bob, what do you think? Because you're you're a veteran at the talking tunes. I mean, you've been doing it for all these years. Well, you did it for all those years. How many years, by the way, did you do it after I left? I don't know. I. Don't know. I don't admit to too much, but <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't know. I don't remember exactly how long we were on, but probably couple, three, four years. Yeah, right? probably two, That's three more years. Yeah, but, it's been uh, twenty. I mean, I remember I was in labor and you went and did the show. <laughs> <laughs> That's my mom. It was our second. It was our second kid. We I mean, someone had to. Yeah, yeah, someone had to run that board. Mm -hmm. <laughs> The rest of them didn't even have a clue. They had no No, and they wanted to keep it that way. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so, anyway, so it was a good story. We're, we're looking forward to when it comes out, and we'll get a few things changed, I hope, and uh, before it does. But I'll give it to Britta so she can read it. And we'll see if we can get Peter Tripp in there mentioned somewhere. I don't know. But, you know, when we, when we first started writing this thing, none of us were really sure who was going to be in this Right, because Bill Eddings is still in the yeah, article. Bill John was, yeah, because Bill Eddings stopped mm -hmm. by. He was going to be in it. Some reason he's not anymore, and uh, Annette wasn't with it, and now she's yeah. not, and you know, so and then John, of course, has got his own little radio gig going on. I think that, yeah. that reunion honeymoon yeah. wore off pretty quick. Yeah, it did. It was like we, we got say, together, oh, you guys had know. a great time, had know. some great stories, and then it was like, yeah, let's, let's do this again. Yeah. And then after like a week, they're like, ah, let's not do that. Yeah, anymore. we don't want to that's do that. That's old. We're done. Yeah, one week, that's enough. <laughs> so it worked out good because we have like a nice little pop. Well, just just remember to pronounce my name correctly, though. It's Berta. It's Berta. It's Berta. That's about it, too. That's about it. <laughs> you know what that brings back when you said that? The birth of Butt Boogie, remember? I... <laughs> That's an oldie book. Wow, yeah, yeah. that's, that's yeah. going back. 1970. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and speaking of that, we've got uh, now Bob's show is called Who Am I? And uh, of course, we got my show. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, this segment. It's, it's, it's a show. Man. It's a segment. It's a, it's a show. It's a show unto itself. It is. For your your segment, man. Is uh, they do it. When, when they is Bob's show going to be on? When is this yeah, guy going to shut up and Bob's When is he going to get his own show? <laughs> <laughs> I know, right? You do your own show when you do your 
big rides. So. No, that's not my own show either. Well, it is mostly. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> but you do a great job. Oh, I, I have to tell you, I'm a huge fan of the guy. Yeah. I oh. I'm I'm coming from a big red, big red, yeah, and a lot. And I'm, I'm, you know, huge fan of Bob. So I've been, I'm really pleased to finally get to meet him. And I met his wife here yeah. uh, about We're a month ago. And there's always somebody that has to sit between us. So you're the guy. <laughs> <laughs> we never sit together. <laughs> I don't know if you guys have picked up on that after four weeks. Yeah. But. <laughs> You have, you came in a little later, so you didn't realize that when Bob walks in, we all bow down to him. He As you should. Him. Yeah. 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 I get that. He is Bob. He is. Wow. He's the man. He is. Yeah. yeah. Backwards. He is Bob. I'm sorry, Bob. I didn't know that. <laughs> yeah, I didn't either. So I guess I don't get here early enough to see that. <laughs> so anyway, we got the Who Am I show coming. Yeah. Up. Coming up. Don't don't miss it. Either. And then I, I decided to call mine uh, 45 Chorus Line. Oh, Ooh. That's, oh yeah. that's, that's yeah. nice. That's yeah. really good. That was cute. That was so, yeah, you got your singing voice ready? Nope. Oh, well. Yeah, so <laughs> it could be really scary. You don't yeah. want me singing. Lisa Ball. Right. right. We, and if you sing. Yeah, but between the two of us, yeah. maybe we'll <laughs> sing. I mean, you two should get together. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. I thought the idea was to encourage people to listen to the radio. <laughs> Well, yeah. yeah, you know what's funny about this, and I got him laughing, is my voice is so terrible. And then I announced to him, well, I used to sing in the Blue Jacket Choir in the Navy. He fell on the floor. <laughs> I did. What happened? Cigarettes. Oh. Were you on a submarine when you did it? Great acoustics. Yeah, there you go. Oh, geez. Anyway, I just wanted to say with you real quick, too, about the, you and I have been doing a lot of the Legends yep, videos, yep. too. Do you want to say anything about that as far as what's what's going well, on? I'm that? sure your audience is somewhat aware from listening, you know, though for those who listen regularly, but we are, you know, all participating. I think we're the only ones that listen, but, you know. You know well, hey, okay. <laughs> good. It's cool. Um, basically, the Heritage Museum has decided they're going to, they agreed basically uh, to meet with John Van White, Oscar, Randy Crow, myself uh, about six months ago. And we're going to do uh, uh, the history of Muskegon Radio. Okay. And we're talking, and so the legends interviews that Oscar is overseeing, which he's doing a fantastic job with, uh, we're, we're talking possibly uh, three, four dozen people ultimately will be interviewed before this is all done. And this is like a three-year project. This will, there's been talk it could end up in the Lakeshore Museum portion of uh, the exhibit ultimately, or now John Van Wyck has suggested that it would be really cool to put it in the window of the Heritage Museum uh, and then have a, a 1930s looking um, you know, old turntables. I think I had some of that equipment uh, laying around here. <laughs> and we'll put one of you legends in there each week. You yeah. sit there in the window. But, but what he, well, it's funny you mention that because what he wants to do. <laughs> this week's legend. Is, yeah. You gotta just have their name up on the window. You're gonna have it in lights and on air. Yeah. Yeah. But he actually wants to make the studio workable. Right. That it would actually, you could do a live broadcast from there. Yeah. Which would be kind of cool. So that's something we'll see. I mean, uh, it's a it's a process of collecting memorabilia from the old radio days, and, and it's been so interesting tracing radio and its history because you have so many different sides of it. You have, of course, the K 
KBZ years in the what, 30s, 40s, 50s, and then True really dominated from the end of the 50s through the end of the 70s. And, and of course, MUS emerged in the mid 60s, but didn't really didn't really start owning the ratings till about the mid 70s, right. as they got the FM up to 50,000 watts. And then in the <coughs> meantime, you have you have the minority side, like for example, uh, uh, Maddie Wesley Davis, who most people may not have heard of, but she was a a woman who did a Christian program mm -hmm. on MUS from 1947, black woman who did a Christian program from 47 till the late, the early 90s. And she did how many Sundays in a row? It was like 2,800 yeah, Sundays in a row. Yeah, never missed. There, when I was there in 1990, I, I ran her show too. So yeah, it was yeah. after 90. I mean, and, and everybody that ever worked at MUS radio engineered her show for a yeah, while. Yeah. I did it for a year, year and a half. I mean, anybody that ever was a jock there ended up engineering her taped portion of her show. But she also did a live version. Right. on Sunday morning in person. So she had an hour and a half every Sunday. But imagine this black woman walks into WMUS in 1947 and says, I want to have a Christian show on the radio. She had gone to KBZ. They said, we don't have any time available. It's all been purchased, which would be accurate. Right. I don't doubt that for a second. So this new station's on the air. She goes in there. And they're like, yeah, great, we love it, let's do it. It was a 15-minute show to start with, and it worked its way up to an hour and a half over the years. But I, I'm such a hero, I'm such a fan of Maddie Wesley Davis, uh, Mother Maddie. She was great, uh, wonderful lady, wonderful spirit, wonderful soul, and uh, so. And I, like I said, I'm a huge fan of what she achieved. I think it's amazing what she did. Yeah. And and boy, I'll tell you what. It, she is legendary in terms of what she did. But then there's the other side of it too, which is like the sports side. Uh, we, we talk about Jim White. Yeah, we and talked about him last week, didn't we, Bob? Yeah, we brought him up, yeah. sure. Yeah, yeah. We're gonna have Bob do the, the Legends interview with, uh, with Jim Moyes because that's kind of where they, they all met and everything else. And Bob, Bob's a legend in his own time anyway, so. <laughs> own time slot. Your own time slot. Well, Bob should, Bob should be interviewed as well. Well, because remember, part of this goal, as you know, is that we're going to take bits and segments and pieces of some of these interviews because there may be certain people that right. get focused on that aren't going to be available for interviews right. and they would have valuable insight to share and that can be created as another opportunity for anybody visiting the exhibit to go, hey, this is cool, I didn't know, you know. And, and it is amazing and to be fair, I think you could go to any community in the 30s, 40s, 50s, 60s, 70s, 80s, and you can say, you know, radio played such a critical part yeah, yeah. of their uh, quality of life. You, you have the people that wake up every morning, well, like you were saying, Britta, about the fact that your family would listen to WQWQ on Sunday mornings. So, and, and that was part of the tradition of family. I mean, radio played that kind of role more in those days. In, in fact, I would say now that people such as what Bob does has a chance because of what he does. If you're going to follow that particular high school team, you're going to have to tune in at the time he's doing these broadcasts and follow the TV show, the TV programs, the follow afterwards and everything. It's, you know, it still has that appeal and still draws viewers. Yeah. Yeah. Excuse me, the one thing too that Randy Crow even spoke about is that 
<clears throat> how they had to change their advertising and everything else when Sunny FM came to, came to market. Because Sunny FM really took the, the young people by storm, pretty much. Yeah. I mean, I remember when Sunny FM first came in, it was just, it was huge. Those whippersnappers jumped right But it was huge. And like I say, I've talked to JoJo, and now we're getting to get Jim Biggins, we talk with him, too. I mean, he was the, the money guy. He was the guy that went out there with the, what did they do, <coughs> like a, a limousine, I think, to go out there, and he just gave, up, gave away just money. Just threw cash out the back. And that's where Randy came up with that little thing that he got in trouble with the FCC, or not, the, no, the, the, was the, the feds. The Treasury Department. Yeah, the Treasury Department. Yeah, no, that's even there. worse. Yeah, <clears throat> yeah, so, he, yeah. He got in trouble because of because of Sunny FM. He was trying to do something about the money thing. And, yeah, fake money. Yeah, yeah. I had to watch and that uh, they apparently, I guess, the Treasury Department has a problem with that. Yeah, as we yeah. learned. Yeah, uh, they they said that they the, one of the things they said about the money. It was funny. It was a it was a bill that looked like it was the actual length of a dollar bill, but half of it was printed as a hundred dollar bill and the flip side of that was a dollar bill and they'd leave it on a table and everybody were on a floor it was a gimmick you'd pick it up and go what did i find then they look on the other side and it talks about maybe you haven't listened to mus or whatever <laughs> or, or wlrc yeah. or whatever the station he was involved it was in yeah. it was mus at that time yeah. so you know so he and the funny part of that conversation which he didn't share in the interview but Apparently, they said we want to recover all of the copies of this. Well, <laughs> that's, that's going to be virtually impossible. We don't know where they all went. What do you say? <laughs> apparently, we're not happy about that. Yeah. Like forty thousand of them. Or oh yeah, thousands. And I was like, yeah, good luck on getting those back. You know, you really so want. He showed Sunny Day, man. He showed Sunny. So yeah. And it, it, yeah, it, it's just funny. But anyway, the museum won't be up. That exhibit won't be for at least three years. It's going to be a long-term process yeah. before we yeah. get there. So hopefully we all live long enough to, to see it happen. So. Well, you know, yeah. that's the idea. You know, Well, you know, I'm hopefully, I would love to see it at the end um, be something that would have some educational value yeah. and, and demonstrate a part of time in this community, but again, communities throughout America right. uh, that that their radio plays such a key role to people's lives. Um, I, I spent several years in Minnesota, and up there it was WCCO out of Minneapolis. was a legendary powerhouse, AM from the 30s, 40s, 50s, 60s, 70s, that was just influenced most of the state. It was a 50,000-watt AM clear channel station, not the owners of the company, but clear channel, when clear channel meant something different in radio. And so it, uh, it was amazing, and it, it, the influence it had on people. And I also think when you look at, uh, I always said this area was unique. Oh, yeah. You could listen to, we had great radio stations like True, but you also, if you liked, if you were a kid, you had GRD, LAV, right. and ZZM in Grand Rapids. Right. Over in Milwaukee, you're listening to WOKY, the mighty 92. And of course in Chicago, you got WCFL, the Big Ten, and WLS, the Big 89, you know. Yeah. And in Detroit, if you could get it, then you're into DRQ and you're into some, uh, yeah, what is it, CKLW out of Windsor. Oh, they were they had some great radio. So yeah. if you were into that at all, this was the area in the 60s and yeah. 70s. 
you just had a great selection right, of listeners. See, I, I grew up in Detroit, and that's what the W4, WDRQ, CKLW, that was a great station when I was young. You Do know? you remember Nick Scott? Oh, yeah. When he was on MUS? Yeah. Uh, his brother, his older brother, John Lee, who became Chuck Roberts, uh, worked at DRQ in Detroit. Okay. He was in Grand Rapids, he was in Muskegon, he worked at Drew. Now, DRQ, when I was growing I was a teenager, DRQ was on, and uh, Maggie May just came out. Okay. You know, Rod Stewart. All right. And he says in that one spot where he says Q, Daddy's Q. Yeah. They skipped it three times on WDRQ just to push the Q. Q, Q, Q. <laughs> oh, I love it. Just I love it. Stuff like that. But they anyway, would do some creative. I think we're the only ones having fun here. So all these guys. Yeah, are I was going to say. Yeah, by, sorry, so. guys. No, this is interesting. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Well, I probably won't be invited. Regularly <laughs> <laughs> so. I'm yeah, sure. I'm writing a note right now. <laughs> Don't invite this guy. Talks forever. Yeah. Well, I, th I think what I ought to do those because I come farther back than you people, and I come from New York, people. maybe I should take... <laughs> what do you mean by that? <laughs> Young, youngsters. Before radio. Youngsters. Maybe I should take this Whipper snappers. go yeah. back to New York and do the show back there with all the old stations that I was in back there. Oh, see? Yeah, yeah. Nobody, no, it's okay. But, <laughs> but I would guess that the, the State of New York Broadcasting Association probably has their own museum for that. I, I, I don't, you know what? Um, the state of Michigan does. Yeah. They, have a, uh, they have a broadcast museum. Were you going to go to Great? Yeah, I was going to go there, yeah. But we, we're going to come back now. Bob, do you want to do your thing first or you want me to do mine? Yes. Okay, sounds good. <laughs> Whatever. We're talking to us. Yeah, we love it. It's Yeah, okay, Jock and Tunes. It's time for trivia. All right. And cool. Yeah, you were having fun with that. Oh, yeah, I was, I gotta admit. One of the greatest things I've ever had a chance to play with. All right, so remember, this is how this works. Every week we uh, have a couple of celebrities in the music industry. We talk about their background. We give you a few facts about them, and you try to guess who we're talking about. Okay. And if you want to interject and have a guess, you have to say stop. Give us your guess. If you're right, we end the quiz right there. You get the point. And if not, we continue on, and then you get to come back in the next round. So that being said, our first... Wait a minute, wait a minute, we changed the rules. Don't worry, Bert wins out. We changed the rules. Ask if you win two times in a row, you can't do it the next time. So if he wins tonight, he can't do it. Now, wait a minute, because Britta, you weren't here, but Britta won both of them last time. She won the first, they got the first okay, one. Okay, she's out. I didn't her. technically win because I was just like throwing out names and I finally got it right. Everybody's eligible. Carly's going to win, but she got it. That's okay. First question. Here we go. I was born November 30th, 1955 in England, but I moved to New York with my parents when I was two years old. <coughs> Next clue. Four years later, we moved back to England, and in 1976, I co-founded the band Generation X. Phil Collins. <laughs> you didn't, you're not following the rules, but oh, oh, sorry, stop. No, sorry, I'm wrong. I'm out. I'm out. Yeah. I'm on Robitussin. I'm out. <laughs> <laughs> in, 
<laughs> see? See what she said? <laughs> In 1981, I moved back to New York City to embark on my solo career, releasing an EP titled Don't Stop. Why do I, I know that? I, I, thank you. All right. This time was up. Well, I started Rele this, wait, 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 we released a what called, what was it? An EP. An EP. Yes. Yeah. We're still going. Although I started as a guitarist, I gained stardom as a lead vocalist. Um, stop. I don't. I think I might be wrong with Peter Frampton. Incorrect. Okay. Great guess. After releasing several hit albums over the next ten years, my career hit a detour when I ran a stop sign on my motorcycle and got in a very serious accident, nearly oh. losing my leg in 1990. <laughs> See, Paul, we should know these things. Yeah. Paul, oh, every, every clue you, you give, Paul's like, yeah. Just as my career closer, closer. was getting back on track in 1994, I collapsed outside of an L.A. nightclub after overdosing on the drug GHB. <laughs> Brittany, you don't know either? Now, see, Brittany is classic because she did way back, was it way back lunch? Yes, I yeah. did. Yeah. We know this. We know this. Any guesses, Britta? But I'm on Robitussin right now, so I can't say anything. So now's our time. We could get one. Robitussin with honey. We only got two left. In 1998, I made a cameo appearance as myself in the movie The Wedding Singer. <gasps> Billy Idol! Oh. Stop. Oh, sorry. It's fine. I was going to say Billy Idol. Oh, Britta always gets free before I I know. She got it because she no. did it right. She followed no. the rules. It's okay. I never followed the rules. Can I... Can I tell you a story about Billy Idol? Is it Billy Idol? There was only one clue left, and it was my autobiography was published in October of 2014 and became a New York Times bestseller entitled Dancing with Myself. Oh. Okay. I knew it was something we When I lived in California, my sister and I went up to Hollywood one day. And we, we'd like to hang out on Sunset Boulevard because there were some really good cafes right there in Hollywood. And that's where you would see, literally, all the celebrities just coming out for lunch because that's where they lived. I literally sat as close as I'm sitting to you gentlemen right now to Billy Idol. And I was pretty much wetting my pants the entire time. My sister and I, and I tried to play cool. I tried to be cool. I tried to be cool. And he was eating pasta, like literally two feet from me in the table right next to me. Was Billy, he, I don't. He didn't hit on you. Was he as nice no. as I am? No. You're nicer than Billy Idol. I didn't talk to Billy Idol. I never met him. I was too... But anyway, I love Billy Idol, and I can't believe I didn't know that earlier. I'm sorry. I can't believe we didn't know that. So you're disqualified from the next one. I'm disqualified. I am completely... Yes, I am. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to move back. I'm on Robitussin. Okay. She overdosed on Robitussin in 2004. <laughs> All right. Here's our next celebrity. I was born in, on June 22nd, 1953, in New York City. So you can see the theme we got going here. It's very New York-centric this week. I listened to artists such as The Beatles and Judy Garland, and I began playing acoustic guitar and songwriting at age 12. Stop. No, forget it. Go ahead. I You said 55, so... I left home at age 17 to escape my abusive stepfather and study art, but I eventually ended up in Canada, where I spent two weeks in the woods with my dog, Sparkle. Where do you find this stuff? On Google or what? Where do you find I find it where, where it should be found. <laughs> okay. 
I started singing with several cover bands, but in 1977, I damaged my vocal cords and was told by doctors I would never sing again. Oh, no. 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 Say goodbye, but no. However, I did recover and formed a band named Blue Angel and began recording original music. Stop. That's not Rod Stewart, is it? Nope. No. Oh, Stop. Stop. Born in New York City. Oh, 53. Fred's got it. Kim Carnes? Oh, that's a good guess, but it's wrong. Oh, okay. I'm out. I released my first solo album titled She's So Unusual, peaking at number four. <gasps> Oh, nope. it's, I know. I was just gonna say. I was like, I can't yeah. say it. It's, it's like, right. And she's been all over TV lately. Yeah, yeah. Oh. Okay. She peaked at number four in the U.S. Thanks and became popular in part two. Her variety of hair colors, eccentric clothing, and hybrid punk image. Her last clue was I've sold over 50 million records. And in 1984, I won the inaugural award for best female video on the MTV Music Awards for Girls Just Want to Have Fun. And she's been all over TV with her commercials because she suffers from yeah, psoriasis. Yeah. And yes, and she's been a Modern big... psoriasis. Yes, she's been all over television. And yeah. she was on um, the designer show on the Bravo Network. Oh. Yes, she was the guest oh. star last week or two weeks ago. Um, I know, we watched the show, Kathy. Yeah, okay. Come on. Um, Christian Siriano. Christian Siriano oh, and... Oh, my gosh. Well, there you have it. Billy Idol yeah. and Cindy Lauper this week. <laughs> So, oh my gosh. Come back next week for two more. Project yeah. Runway. Project Runway. Yes, there we go, Kathy. I'm, I'm, I'm getting there closer. Go. I'm getting closer. It's becoming more and more familiar. Yeah. 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 Maybe one of these weeks. I'm Well, and all the artists that I've brought up, have they do play on 100.9 right here. Oh, do they? You can hear them all. Wow. Yeah. I'm impressed. At one point or another during one of our shows, we might hear one of those. Right here in WFFR. You, you drew, one of my favorite Cindy Lauper things, Girl All Night. Mm -hmm. You know that song? Mm -hmm. That's a great song. Yeah, great song. Yeah. But anyway, okay, so there you go. That was uh, Who Am I? And I have no more microphone. You got the microphone stuff. Yeah, things possessed. reminds me of a novelty wore off. My, with my daughter, she wanted the Barney doll, and that Barney thing, we got out of the Barney doll, and then you turned it on, and it said this few little things, and then you put it to the corner. And then all of a sudden it would come up and say, hey, where are you at? You want to play? And, you know, it, it, this thing did this all night. And you tried to turn it off and it was possessed. It kept coming back on. But anyway, I don't know why I brought that up. Just because I thought of it. But I guess I don't know. All right. <laughs> take a break. It's like the standing joke when they come here. They always well, somebody has to make. Mine is Tennessee. I honestly okay. have land oh. down in Tennessee. <laughs> but it, it, it's in the South. Okay. It's always in the South. It's always in the South. They always well, say anybody here from the South, and, and nobody will say anything. And we then come say, back up here, yeah. and people have teeth and stuff like that. <laughs> yeah, see? <laughs> yeah, I knew right. it. Yeah, I knew it. I knew it. Everybody has a joke. I mean, you know. <laughs> I I've got I have land down there, and honestly, the people are wonderful. Yeah, yeah they're beautiful people. Uh, but in the Smokies, you know, they've been in the Smokies for a long time and they are pretty amazed by and I'm a city boy and I get out there honestly this happened the first time I met my neighbor he had a piece of straw in his mouth you know every stereotype you can think of of a, of a hillbilly yeah. and I'm hanging on to this tree with a limb on it and a vine and I'm hanging on to this and he said where are you from and I said Michigan he said you got poison ivy up there in Michigan do you <laughs> I said yeah you ever get it I went mm -hmm. no 
about poison oak? You ever get that? And I went, uh, no. Are you allergic to it? I said, I don't know. Well, I hope not, because you're hanging on to it. <laughs> you know, 15 nice minutes neighbor. to tell me, don't hang on to that vine. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's why we do jokes about Southerners. <laughs> okay. Just to, like, pay them back. Yeah. Grandpa's yeah. From Tennessee. I'm going down there next month. And, and it is different being, you know, doing shows down there. Yeah. There's a difference. So, so, I mean, you, like, lose half your material, don't you? Or do you say the people from Michigan? I was just in Michigan, and... Yeah, you change it around regionally, but, boy, uh, a lot of the things that go over up here don't go over down there. Yeah. Yeah, I um, can imagine. Yeah, and that's pretty weird. And then, and then you get labeled. I mean, I've had them yell out, Yay, it's a Yankee. You know that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's another Yankee. They think you're going to talk about cabs in New York, you know. Oh. Oh, no. All right, talking tunes, we're back, and uh, I just want to talk about Bohemian Rhapsody sing-along. Oh, you had to go there. Yeah, it's happening today at, uh, well, tonight, actually, at 7 o'clock, and Greg can't be there. Anybody else going to join? Going to join the Bohemian Rhapsody sing-along? Well, you weren't. Where Kathy is that? Kathy work. wasn't here last week. What it's, is that? It's at the uh, uh, Playhouse of White Lake. And they have uh, the, the movie Bohemian Rhapsody, uh -huh. but it also has all the words up on the screen so you can sing along with all the music. Okay. And so it'll, it's, it's, it sounds like a lot of fun. Beth uh, Beeman was saying it was a, a ton of fun when they did it before with, with something else they did. Everybody's just going to sing along to Bohemian Rhapsody? It's not a problem. We're going to be around with Freddie Mercury. Oh, all the Queens. All the songs. Yeah, it'll be a disaster. I mean, I don't want to hear a bunch of people trying to sing Freddie Mercury. It's just a massacre. I guess that's your perspective. It's either going to be fun or... Yeah, but disaster. That's horrible. I want to go there just with the recorder just to see how bad it really sounds, especially Bohemian Rhapsody when they sing that. I would be mad if you said... Third date night. We're gonna go there. Don't worry. <laughs> well, see, now, that, that's that's We're why. <laughs> that's why. That's why I'm not gonna be uh, be there. Is because if I tried to sing. They'd stop the show, and the director would get out there and say, "We got a pink one somewhere. Let's get him out of here." Well, I, when, uh, when, when Paul was with me one time over at, uh, we saw Frankie Valli in the Four Seasons and the Four Tops at the LC Walker Arena. Remember that? Yeah. And you were singing along there, and they didn't kick you. No, well, well, you, <laughs> well, there was a, there was a lot of noise. Oh, you, yeah, so yeah. You, you you went to the concert, yeah. and you were singing along. Oh, loud. Singing big time, That's yeah. such a pet peeve of mine. <laughs> You know where it's really bad is Barry Manilow concerts. Well, there you go. You like we Barry. can't help it. Yeah. yeah, you can't you help it. Just love the song. Just love Barry. Yeah. Have to sing. No, ruined my moment. Goodness sakes. Yeah, you, uh, you, you'll have to meet my wife because that's one of her favorites is Barry Manilow. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah, Barry. Yeah, anyway, I have dreams of midnight. Yeah. Anyway, hey, I brought a Barry tune in for you last what? week. What? Whoa, whoa, whoa. I have heard it. I listened. He's just, uh, he, never mind. Uh, some things you should just leave behind. No, no, that's the wrong way to say that. This next, let's go somewhere else. Okay, okay. so you, you can't make it. And I want to go, but I think Britta wanted to go, but I'm not sure if she's not here these days. Britta's probably there. Uh, wait a minute. Are you really talking about this? Yeah, I really wanted to go. He did. He well, there's, there's more coming up. Yeah, there's, there's more, but it's not, 
It's not Bohemian Rhapsody. No. They got other ones coming up. They got Sound Music. Oh, so I would probably pay to see you do Sound Music. Yeah. Oh, okay, now, we must explain why Queen, yeah, our okay. family, grew up uh, listening to Queen with, uh, what was the show? It was Wayne's World. And so, we would get in the car and do that. You are so cultured. driving. You'd get in the car. Yeah, we'd get in the car and with the girls. Oh, you And they would. So that's all we And everybody, the girls and everybody would do that. Yeah. Were you driving or were you just on the driveway? I was driving. Okay. So you were actually going somewhere. Indeed. So you're doing like uh, carpool karaoke? Yeah. Yeah, way before it was way before, 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 before yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 Robert Sam. Why do you find that hard so hard to I wanna do I wanna Okay, will, will you go with me to the sound of music? <laughs> <laughs> the hills are alive. Uh, the sound of G-Man. I, I, yeah, yeah, well, I, I might do that only if I can get to wear one of the outfits. What's the date? Two? What's the date? Right. I don't have the four I don't have it here in front of me. What's happening? Yeah, I'm sorry. Oh. Sorry. I thought you had the whole schedule. No, I, well, I do. It's not here, though. White, White Lake Playhouse. Yeah. Well, you can go to the, you can go online and check it out. White Lake Playhouse. Dot whatever. Yeah, dot org. Dot org. Maybe we should maybe, run that maybe as a, next break. Maybe we should do that as a contest to get a chance to go with us and sing. <laughs> get a yeah, chance to. Like, would anybody want to go? Like a giveaway. <laughs> yeah, like a giveaway. A giveaway. I don't even want to go. So. This, this station's giving away a trip to Vegas. And but the, 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 second prize, the, the second prize, the second prize is going with G-Man to Sound of Music. Yeah, so, now, I think that's a better prize. Yeah, than that. I really, it probably is. Yeah. At the end of the night, you probably will enjoy that more. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure I'm going to serve in this thing, too. So there you go. Well, you, you got your choice. If you go to Vegas, you're going to lose a lot of money. If you go with Greg, you're probably going to throw in jail. So you got a choice there. He also is good at that. So anyway, so that's I mean, it's 134 minutes long. You know, it's a great movie. I saw it quite myself already, but yeah. So you got Greg can't go. Maybe we can just have a, our own movie here. We'll show our own screening. We'll have you sing. I think that'll bring, back, that'll bring back the G-Man. The, the, I, I think we should all pick our favorite artist, you know, Barry Manilow. Yeah. You know, Kathy will sing. We already know Kathy will like, sing. But you won't let us sing. You know, I know my limitations, okay? <laughs> I, I, a, what fun in life is that? What fun in <laughs> life is that, knowing your limitations? You gotta, we can do it like the Elder John. Yeah. I'll, sing, I'll sing Johnny Cash. Johnny, you can dress up as Johnny Cash. You know, he can dress he can up. Hi, I'm Johnny Cash. <laughs> he wants to go back to Sun Studio, and he wants to, you know, when you in Sun Studio, you can actually record there. Yeah, I found out it's uh, two hundred dollars uh, for yeah, yeah. Well, that's no, that's for uh, ten minutes, I think. Really? Yeah. Well, that's all you need. Well, take us what? Take us two minutes, two minutes, and we're done. Yeah, that's, that's nine minutes too long. Too long of a song there. Uh, so anyway, he's gonna sing Johnny Cash. Who's gonna sing Elton? He said Elton John. Who's gonna sing Elton? I said Elton John. I don't know, but I have the dates. Oh, okay, you got the dates. I looked it up. Go for it. It's uh, the website is the Playhouse at Whitelake dot org. That's close. You were wrong. You were so close. You never find it. Uh, Saturday, April the fourth. 
7.30 p.m. Tickets are $10 plus a $1 ticket fee. And that's when they're gonna do the Sound of Music sing-along movie night. So we're marking that in our calendar for you and G, right? 175 minutes and it's G rated. <laughs> now what what I'm wondering is is okay, so what do you you walk in, there's two hundred people in there singing the same song? Yeah, oh, that could be a madhouse. That's the fun thing. Well, you know, the one thing they did do, the the first one was Rocker Rocky Horror Picture Show. Which, you know, the typical one that you go along and you play play the scenes and sing along to it anyway. That's where kind of where it started from is the Rocky Horror Picture Show. Right. So that's I think that's what she had last year and then she thought she's doing it with these other ones now. So Perfect. Yeah. I think we have a date. I think so. Oh that Oh. We do. Emily's <laughs> not so excited about it, but we're, hey, we're leaving the women at home, G. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> hey, can I can well, come too, Ken? I mean, way so much. Yeah. 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 Steve, you got a, you got a good voice? Mm, no, but no, it's, okay. it's like two blocks from home. That is a business. Yeah. That just speaks the wrongness. <laughs> <laughs> we're, going to we're, going to take, we're going to take a bus. There's so many of us wanting to go now. We're going to have to take a bus. Yes. Well, yeah. You know, all the guys, you know, they all want to go with you, G. I think we could do that. We'll do a giveaway. Now, now you're starting to cost money. <laughs> no, this will be self-funded. <laughs> uh, no. Well, okay. It's $11, and then we'll, be, we'll, we'll chip in five for the bus. All right. right. There you go. So $16 to go. Is that the minivan? Yeah, the minivan. There you go. <laughs> Hey, we'll get one more, one more, we'll yeah, check engine light coming up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, we don't want to talk about that, by the way. Our, our friend has a party bus. Your friend does? Yes. Really? So we can get in a party bus, and we'll go watch it some. some you know? Uh, I love it. <laughs> All right. Does it have a maple hole on the bus? Yeah, pretty much has a maple, you know, a, a maple, a sack of what? It a maple. It has a pole on there, oh, but I don't know if it, it could be converted into a maple. I've never heard that. What? 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 You ever heard of a maypole? No. For the, never heard of a maypole. For May Day? Never. you never heard of a maypole. I've never heard of a maypole. Oh, it's got yes. streamers oh, on it. It's got streamers on for May Day. Yeah. Oh, oh my God. Oh, it's a stripper pole used it only in May. <laughs> <laughs> But we're gonna bring it out in April for this bus trip. Yeah. Okay. We'll get if there's a maypole on the bus. All right. So Bob, you got something coming up next. We're gonna take a break, but you got something coming up next with with G Man, the undefeated. Undefeated. The undefeated G. And we're, we were trying to con Steven to doing this, right? I mean, who else does he not? He doesn't run. He's yeah. Yeah. I mean, he beat Paul. He beat. Britta. Luckily, he doesn't know. How good G is, so he makes a lot stick around. Yeah, okay. So it's pretty stick. tough, but I, you know, but you know what? I, I, if a man's gotta come out of retirement, I guess I must come out of retirement. Oh, oh so you're gonna retire like Muhammad Ali 15 times, right? You're just gonna retire, come back. No, I wanted to retire once, but y'all won't let me retire. Oh, okay, all right, all right. Well, so we'll be doing that coming up next. Talking tunes. According to the real estate handbook. 
are studs, are studs often found in the average house. No, but if you go on 42nd and uh, Broadway, you find <laughs> Talking tunes, and we're here with the game that uh, G has never lost at yet. He beat Britta, he's beat Peter Griff, the curly headed kid, the third row. Beat him badly, too. I mean, he just oh, well, beat him so bad that it, Peter Tripp just said. But it was in overtime. Yeah. It, yeah they had to go to a third question. That's true. A that's third debate topic. So, so if you've been listening to the Talking Tunes show here every Saturday morning on 100.9 FM, you'll know that this is our weekly debate topic. And I assign which side you're on, and then you get 60 seconds to make your stand and try to win over the audience, which basically is me. <laughs> I have to make the ultimate decision. So that's how the game works. So since uh, Steve's new to the game, I'm gonna, we're going to have G go first. Oh, sweet. Okay. Our first topic today of course, Steve. is uh, UFOs. <laughs> Sometimes referred to as unidentified flying objects, otherwise. So, G-Man, of course, as we all know, is a huge believer. Oh, yeah. So you've got 60 seconds to tell us why UFOs are real. Go. Uh, this is a real easy one for me. Um, the Egyptians, um, a lot of people have written documents, whether in stones, um, whether in wall, whether of uh, alien being, beings, if you look at the temples or whatever, about a higher being of people that did something. Where did that come from? That came from UFOs and that came from aliens. Why do I know? Because uh, if you look at some of those hieroglyphics or things that were put under the walls. There what, what, what was that? And what was that? Hieroglyphics or whatever. What the hell? Anyway, they had light bulbs, electricity, and all kinds of stuff that was farther than any technology. So that technology, I'm telling you right now, came from UFOs and came from people that um, we have not been in touch with. And finally, I would like to tell you, time. Dang it. And you can't forget right. about ED. <laughs> it's got all about ED. All right. Later. You can poke holes in that Steve, thing. Steve, that's, that's perforated. Here we go, Steve. Well, UFOs are not real in your opinion. UFOs are not real. There's not a shred of solid evidence to prove their existence. What intelligent being would willingly come to this planet and hook up with the knuckleheads that the humans are there's no absolutely no reason for them to come here there's nothing nothing of value here there's 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 they they left nothing of any significance you would you would think if there were actually ufos that had came here they would have had to establish a base or some sort of a docking port that if you were going to dock a, a, a spacecraft that was capable of coming from across the universe, it would certainly require substantial technical uh, assistance to, uh, if nothing else, refurbish it for its return journey. There's there's really nothing that, that shows that the, the UFOs. All right, as is a custom on this show, after we finish the, the first debates, we do get to ask a follow-up question. 
to try to further the cause and see if they can strengthen their position. Um, so I guess my one question back to Steve is going to be regarding um, the reference to if there were higher beings from other places outside of the earth, they wouldn't choose to come here. Um, is that is that in some way a reference that there might be a higher being or other? Well, I, I certainly uh, accept the possibility of a higher being. I, I would just think if there was a, a higher intelligence being that they, I would question their intelligence if they came here. <laughs> they would avoid your flight. Yeah. Okay. G-Man. Yes, sir. Yeah. You lost me at light bulbs in the pyramid. <laughs> Do you have proof that there were light bulbs back then in the pyramid to help light up the hieroglyphics? No. Okay. First of all, you you, you misinterpret what I'm saying. I'm oh, saying I'm sure I <laughs> with the Egyptians, yes, it, with the, written in the walls, they had uh, electricity, uh, things like light bulbs that were carved into the wall. The second thing I want to say real quick. Like emojis? <laughs> like emojis. Highway, uh, no, not highway, but Area 51. Um, the, the, this government has covered up numerous times that a beings, and just recently, they have said that something came to this earth that they could not recognize, and that is proven. That they, they could not explain the speed. They could not explain how it traveled. So there are UFOs. Fake news. I'm going to go with Steve. Steve wins the first. You know, I, I want to add to the light bulb thing. There was a very, a very recent uh, survey done in in England of of uh, youth, and they found that these kids don't even know how to change a light bulb. So how would they even be able to recognize what a light bulb was or is? Let me get this straight. I didn't say there were UFOs in there. I was saying that they had in the walls carved emojis that looked like light bulbs. We got emojis, yeah. damn it. Smiley faces, cat faces, oh, hearts rise. Hey, Greg, Greg, when did you fly in from outer space? <laughs> What is the thing that they, they see in the in the, the cornfields and stuff where they have the, the patterns? What are those what are those from? I mean Ooh, they proved that was man made. They proved that a lot of those creative are mowing. Okay, creative mowing? Okay. So we and there and there is no area fifty one. There's no Area 51. I'll, I'll pay you $100 if you drive me to Area 51. Nobody can drive there. <laughs> They'll shoot you before you can get there. You can only get to 52. <laughs> you can get to 50. You can't get to 51. Yeah. You can go past it. It's, yeah. like, it's like the exit that doesn't exist. You go, here comes exit 50. Here's exit what happened? <laughs> Where did you want to go? <laughs> Uh, okay. Of course, we 
to go through another one. Should we one. stop there? I don't know. It's tight. Yeah. Well, no, no. We, no, we got to go again. We got to go again. His last up, chance. Man. His last chance. You know, you brought in a ringer. Well, <laughs> and I, maybe. You know, but hey, that's all right. I'm that's all right. He's never I'm, I'm rope with doping. I'm rope with doping, but I'm all right. <laughs> I'm floating like a butterfly and stinging like a bee. Bee, yeah, yeah, yeah. For our listeners out there that think this has all been prepared, you guys have never heard the subjects, and you also don't know who's going to get assigned which end of it. I don't think they think this is prepared, but okay, go ahead. (laughs) (laughs) I don't think anyone's accused us of preparing anything on this show. Right, right. That's probably a good, valid point. All right, on this next second topic, um, this time Steve's going to have to go first. And he is against zoos. I'm I'm against zoos. I'm I'm against caging any creature. There's these animals were born free. They deserve to be free. I, I I'm disgusted by by zoos. I, when I see a zoo, it's nothing but uh, caged animals ripped out of their environment with a, a life of being once again. Oggled by people that believe in UFOs and don't know how to change a light bulb, that that their idea of good nutrition is fast food restaurants. Sues are a bad thing. I don't support them. I would, I'd love to see all of them close down and let the animals go. Preferably in your neighborhood. <laughs> Bring them into society. I like it. So far, now, get with the rebuttal. Here's the G-Man with why he absolutely loves zoos. Go. Oh, Steve, go hug a baby or a tree. <laughs> the reason why we need zoos is because the thing is simply is because we need education on these animals. How am I going to know what a lion is if I don't see a lion? How am I going to know what a giraffe is if I don't see a giraffe? In other words, how are we going to take care of these things in the future? How, how are we going to tell our children about these things? Zoos explain to us and give us a chance to take animals. Now, I would take animals that are non-injured. I would take animals that have been injured in the wilderness and wilderness and save them and put them in zoos so we can be educated to see these animals. Oh, God, that's just painful. Time. You got eight more seconds. Yeah, eight seconds. I'm done. <laughs> yes, you are. Turn your light out. All right. <laughs> Once again, we do have the follow-up question. Anybody else on the panel here today have a follow-up question for either of those two positions? How do they feel about the movie Jumanji? <laughs> the wild animals coming out of the game. <laughs> Anybody? Has anybody seen the movie? I've seen the movie, and it's basically computer-generated graphics. They don't use any real animals. So no animals were harmed during the making of it? No animals were harmed or used. It's all fake. Although they were all harmed in G-Zoo, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> injured lame animal. <laughs> I think you can sing Born Free right now. <laughs> you know what? You, 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 you know you guys did that hate in Jim Hartman. Have you seen the three-legged giraffe? You know what? <laughs> 
surprised that. What I am saying, let me go back. If a bald eagle was hurt for some reason, yes, and cannot go back into the wild, right? It, it turns itself in. Get it and put it on the zoo. Yeah. That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. That bald eagle is going to run right to your house so you can take care of it, right? It just happened recently where an eagle was found dead. I mean, things happen. You know, we, hey, animals get hurt in the wild. Now I know who ran over that eagle. <laughs> all right, so we have to come up with a conclusion here. Steve is our new champion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but I will pay to go to the lame animal zoo. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't have a chance. I didn't know I did. I did not have a chance. You didn't have a chance. 20 seconds worth of chance. I did not have a chance oh, because everybody hates a champion. But you know what? What we, what we have is you're retired because you lost, and we got another one who is not going to be able to come back and do it again. So we got two champions. Bye bye. You know. You know what? I, I have to say that Steve, you're, you're good. You're, 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 you're solid. I, I can say the rest of y'all, y'all haters, haters, all y'all haters. <laughs> I still I still say the pirates might beat the Ninja ninjas. And I'm gonna come back and tell you why pirates can beat ninjas. G you're the champ. You're the champ. <laughs> Now, see, what happened was, is I almost tore you down last week, and Steve finished it. Steve whooped me. It's an it's a honor to be in the ring with you. Special class was really weird. Special class, that's where they have all these kids like Mortimer Snurd, you know? <laughs> you know, and you say to the guy, and they're all in the neighborhood, you know every one of them, you know, but they just never get to first grade. From somewhere from kindergarten to the first grade, somebody snatched them. <laughs> you ask any kid in special class, how'd you get there? I don't know, they just, they just put me there. I was just walking down the street and they yanked me right into the room. You know, and they're, you know, but, uh, of course, that doesn't say the kid won't graduate college, you know. <laughs> a lot of them make some of the finest quarterbacks in the world. <laughs> Just takes a little time to develop them, that's all. But uh, what I'm trying to get at is that the special class, many was, a t I wish I was in special class, because they were always walking by our room. We are in there sweating, writing, reading, doing things, and they're always going to the zoo. We're going to the zoo today. <laughs> And after that, we're going to the baseball game. Then we're going to Hong Kong, and then they're taking us to Japan. And we're going to a lot of places. Yup, 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 yup. I'll never forget that. And a lot of us tried to get into the dumb class, too. Man. We'd sit up here and teach us, what's one-on-one? Yup, 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 yup. Now sit down. We've got your IQ marks back. You're not dumb. Jones, we're back. And I can take this hat off. I keep bumping the money. There we go. If you want to donate to G's <laughs> Injured Animal Sanctuary, uh, go online 
to Jizu.com. Uh, Jizu. 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 If you feel me, just Facebook me at Gregory Todd Roberts and just tell me that you agree with me. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. Okay. For the injured sanctuary zoo or for any zoo? Or for the aliens. Oh, the aliens. Like the injured you, aliens. You got something else to do tonight? No, I'm just sitting behind you. Okay. Area, right. We're going to call it Area 52. Yeah. Area 52, G's yeah. sanctuary of lame animals. lame animals and aliens. Yeah. Uh, Greg, I got I've got to agree with you on one thing. There's got to be other life out there. We can't be the only little tiny speck. But does it mean that they've come to us, or does it mean they've made contact, or? All I'm, all, all I'm saying, just uh, what, are, yeah, what are you saying? 2019, to the, actually 2018 was recorded. Uh, something that this government cannot explain and finally they put it on TV something that flew in directions and speeds that have never been approached before that have never been seen they do, it, it was remarkable to see this thing that was a TV show thing. called Third Rock from the Sun yeah. uh, <laughs> no there was a show on it was a documentary this was on listen they finally had to bring this out because it, it ended up being on ABC NBC CBS um and everybody was laughing about it, yes, but right. nobody can prove yeah. what is this object. I there, think there people should think there was something out there. Yeah, well, there, there's yep. a show on too that about all the astronauts that went up and they saw something flash by. Right. Yeah. So what they, what they did after that show is they took the whole show and everything and stuck it in Area 51. That's why we haven't heard any more about it. Exactly. There you go. Thank but you. there is no Area 51, you said. Now you got no. to There you That'll go. Future topic for the yeah. Yeah. All right, now on to our next segment. Oh, next segment, yeah. 45 uh, Chorus Line. And how you play this game is I tell you the name of the song and the artist that sings it, and you got to tell you got to sing the chorus for me. And if you, you're right, you win a date with Greg over at uh, Sound of Music. Why is it Greg tonight? Why is it G tonight? Sound of Music. You're going are to Sound of Music. Are they blues related? We're going. Yeah. Okay, Bob. Then all that. Let's go with Bob. Yeah, whoever you want to go with, you can go with any of the. Uh, or Paul or myself. Or, yeah. 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 Well, we're all going. Actually, I should talk to my daughter. She's a bit one of my daughters. She's a big, big fan of uh, the Sound of Music too. So. Boys only. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. It's only stag. I'm sorry. Yeah, you're right. Plus, we got we got that really E-man, cool meters club too, right? <laughs> <laughs> All right, this one, this one here, of course. I know Paul can Paul can sing this, but you won't be able to understand what it is. Okay, Elvis Presley, the king of rock and roll. No, no, are not you, at all. Are you lonesome tonight? What are you looking at me for? Are you going to sing it? Why should I sing it? Let somebody else sing it. Okay. What is the rest of it? That's a, what is the rest of the chorus? It's just a bunch of questions. You got the two. You got, are you sorry we drifted apart? Sorry? Yeah, I'm sorry we drifted apart. Then you got the talk part of it. No, that was... Uh, sing it, Paul. Yeah, he does do a little talking in there. Yeah, yeah. Right. He does that. His record looks like it's got little... It's got a little dust on it. There you go. Ooh. Are you lonesome tonight? Do you 
apart. Does your okay, I like the crackling on the yes, right? Yes, it is. That's a nice touch. Look at this record. That's, off that, that's, that's in pretty bad shape. That's the RCA Victor. That, yeah. Yeah. And I, I, I got to take. Cover, you know, there, there he is, Elvis. Elvis. I love Elvis. Love Elvis. Chuck Berry's the king of rock and roll. Oh, yeah, yeah. That, that might be another debate. Well, that's another topic. debate. Topic, but I agree with you. Yeah. Chuck, they, they, Chuck, Chuck wrote the songs, played the songs, sang the songs. Yeah. Chuck and, and also when he went Chuck's the I agree with you gender, Elvis can yeah. be the the king of rock not not rock roll. and roll you, not rock roll, and roll part and, and and another fact you and I have both talked about is Chuck Berry carried his guitar and that was it wherever he went he went with the house band yeah, yeah. the house band well, is, that's it he talked about being part of the house band with Chuck Berry mm-hmm. oh yeah Good stuff, Chuck Berry. Elvis um, never sang about his dingling either. No, I never did. Never had, <laughs> never a, had a chance. Never had a number one hit with my dingling like, like Chuck did. Good. I, I still to this day can't figure out what that's all about. Well, he wrote it. It was Chuck didn't. Chuck didn't write it. <laughs> no, he didn't write that one. No. It was an old song. It was my. It wasn't my dingling. It was something. Yeah. 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 My dingling and sang it. But he he did that over across the pond. That's the only way you can get away with it. Grandma bought me a cute little toy. Two silver bells hanging on a string. She told me it was my ding a ling. Oh my ding a ling. That's a sing along one. That's yeah. it's a live one for sure. We gotta find that 45. I had that 45. I did too. I yeah, I got yeah. I got one. Yeah. Only my mom bought it for me, but I didn't have it. But after after he did rock and roll music, Sweet Little Sixteen, and I heard that, I went, "No, you gotta be kidding! Mm-hmm. This is the real deal." Yeah, he's got forty-five too. I mean, that was also another one that was a talk. Number one hit yeah. for him, and, and it was it would cross over. All right, anyway. Juice Newton was she wasn't the original one that sang this. Maybe Paul can give that part. But Juice Newton, Angel in the Angel of the Morning. Oh, what was her name? Then then Merrily Rush. Merrily Rush. Rush, Yeah. Okay. Shaggy! Oh, no. There's too many good voices yeah, here. I don't even try. Change the sheets before you leave. What's no, what? I don't know. I change the sheets words. before you leave. <laughs> is that, is that Emily? Emily says that. <laughs> That's my cheek before you leave. Oh! That's good. Yeah, I like that. That was the original version. <laughs> That's the country version. That's the country <laughs> version, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Chuck There's no need to take a stand for it. Fire's
sheets before you leave. <laughs> Hey, Oscar. I got some news for you, Oscar. Oh, good. I'm going to learn how to play the harmonica. Yeah, okay. Just like you're going to learn how to play the guitar. Well, the guitar is downstairs. <laughs> There's juice. There's like juice. juice. Yeah. Bring it. I saw juice that back when uh, Great Lakes Downs was open. Remember? They oh, had she, oh, she was oh, out yeah. there? She came to the Great Lakes Downs? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So did Marshall Tucker? Yeah, there was yeah, Marshall Tucker. Yeah. Yeah. The classic rock all-stars over there. Yeah. yeah. I played it great. Wait, That's oh. actually where I recorded Junior uh, Valentine. Never mind. We just lost that argument. <laughs> I, I played it great next time. I believe you. Yeah. So did I. You were in the stables, right? What was I? I DJ. The alien. No, no, no. on the stables. Right. 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 Then what was going on in front of my system? Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, when I was there, I was there for, I don't know, six years or something. Yeah. I, I always had a good time. But anyway, carpenter. Yeah, they always send me in to clean up okay. after you. Yeah, yeah. yeah, well, okay. And the horses. <laughs> <laughs> and the jockeys. That's the other side of it. Oh. Great Lake Sounds, they had, they had to do an MC for a, a chili or a chili pepper eating contest. Mm. Oh, boy. And all the jockeys did the chili pepper eating contest. <laughs> and you never saw the bathroom get so full when that thing was over, man. That was, it was You didn't want to go in that bathroom afterwards, too. It was disgusting. But anyway, uh, a lot of chili peppers. Anyway, carpenter doesn't happen at my zoo. <laughs> That's how no, wounded. no peppers at this <laughs> That's how they get wounded by eating chili peppers. Anyway, carpenters for all we know. Oh boy. Now see no, Chase. you know this one. Yeah. For all we know. For all we know. It's for all we know. Yeah, that's yeah, that's how I go. Oh, boy. <laughs> <laughs> that was not yeah, right about here. No? Nobody? This one I'm oh, stuck. Yeah. You can play the right speed? Yeah, well, I should probably should change your pitch back, right? Yeah. Okay. Oh, we got it. Just I can the dolly part is setting on there. Seven that. I can hear it and I can feel it, but I can't sing it. <laughs> I can feel it. Feel it. Yeah, feel I can it. feel it. In the bones. Well, when I was when I was a kid, I used to be able to sit my, my uh, nieces, and my sister, the only record she had were, got were uh, the Carpenters, and, um, but anyways, like, that was mainly at the Carpenters, so I- Probably I, that and Patsy Cline. Yeah, so I got to listen to a lot of Carpenters when I babysit the kids, but anyway, here we go. Day to day, I'll feel close to me, but time alone will tell. You want to hear the chorus of that? That's a great well, song. What's the song? What is the chorus? Cassidy. Cherish is the word. Yeah, exactly. Is that it? He's not the first one that did that either. David Cassidy, yeah. You cherish. I believe that was the association. Association, yeah. I like Sean Cassidy was more my thing. Yeah. But, sir. 
describe. <laughs> <laughs> make them sound like that. Alright, we got one more here, one more. You guys are doing pretty good. You only lost one. Another carpenter's one, though. Oh, boy. Sing. I know it's not the, this one, which is... Okay. It's, it, uh, it's going to take some time this time. Oh. oh, I don't even remember that song. Emily does. Come on, Emily. Who's the change of sheets? Come yeah. on. The Carpenters again. Oh, it's Carpenters. Yeah, it's Carpenters. The, what's the back side of it? Uh, right there. Flat but Okay. Yeah. It goes a little faster than I don't know. It's going it's to take right. some time this time, you know. That's yeah, it's right there on the title. What about you, Steve? I, I believe that that's the chorus. Well, it's going to take some time this time. You got to sing it. He just did. No, you. That's why no, he said it. Well, that's the way the two of us do it. We talk through it. Okay. It's going to take some time. This. Well, that's the chorus. Yeah, in, the, chorus in the immortal words of Leonard Chess, I can't. I couldn't carry a tune in a bucket. <laughs> Oscar, hey Oscar. I'll lead in for that. Yeah. <laughs> Oscar, you and I in Memphis. Because you're mine, I walk the line. There you go. Okay. Oh, is that what we're gonna do? Yeah. Well, play that. Up? Play that one. I you're can sing pick, that one. You're gonna pick. No, you can't. But okay. <laughs> <laughs> so you're gonna play the what? How much she said it was quarter hours to get in there? Yeah. No, we, we we went there. She said it was thirty bucks. For clean sheets. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no, to, 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 that's to take the tour. That's to take the tour. Oh, yeah, we took yeah. the tour. That's but I looked, I, I, I buy the t-shirts and stuff, and I looked it up, and I went to the recording part, and it said, I think it even said two or $400 for a half hour or and something like that. You recorded there, too, also. Yeah, well, you, know, you actually use the microphone that they use, that yeah. they say it's the microphone they use, but... Okay. After all these years, I don't know. It's, it's a lie. To, yeah. Fake. To the, uh, I'm sure that thing went bye-bye a long time ago. Before we go to the uh, sound of music, Monty U.Y. Hall Rotary Club has the annual pancake breakfast. You ready for that? Nope. No? Okay. Anyway, it's happening Saturday, March 21st from 7.30 to noon. you get up before then? No. No. So anyway, it's good cause. You're lucky I'm here now. That's also during the White Lake Business Expo. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's over at White High School, right? During, during our show. During, well, you know. Part of it's during our show. They can listen inside the... Yeah, they, they should gym. type in Talking Tunes Live. Or yeah, pancake. I think that's a good idea. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I should play uh, Frank Zappa's San Alfonso's Pancake Breakfast. That would be good right there. Nice! So the Pancake Breakfast ends at noon. Our show ends at noon. That's the way you want to get people out of your facility. Play at our show. <laughs> yeah. Have a play. They want them to eat along, first. Along. They don't want them to yeah, eat the pancakes. <laughs> All right, so we're taking a break, and we'll be back with uh, Who Am I? Right? Correct. Right. Have you ever been short of cash and found yourself thinking, gee, my spleen's probably worth some green, but where do I go to get the best price? Hello, I'm Dr. Gene at Dr. Gene's New and Used Spleens. Whether you're buying or selling your spleen, if it's a spleen, I am the man to see. We've got the best selection of healthy, fully functional spleens, but we're always looking for more. Come on down to our refrigerated showroom and look around. Bring your doctor, I'd love to meet him. 
Trade your old spleen in for a newer model. We've got a spleen to fit every budget. Whether you're buying or selling, if it's a spleen, go see Dr. Gene. Dr. Gene Spleens. Franchise is now available. She had to go back there and figure out how to work that camera. Yeah. She had to go, she had to go back and change the sheets. Talking tunes. Talking tunes and other such topics. Topics, yeah. Oh, boy. Poor she's getting picked on today. Anyway, uh, Bob, it's all you, sir. All right. It's that time once again here on Talking Tunes on Muskegon's 100.9 FM WFFR for who? Am I? Every week we have a couple of musical artists and we give a few facts out and try to guess who we're talking about. And anytime you have a guess, you have to yell stop, give your guess. If you're right, you win. If you lose, you can't guess again that round. You have to wait until the next round of facts are revealed. Even though none of us really know what the. Yeah, you guys don't follow the rules. I know. I get it. <laughs> but I'll, I'll have Brett here today to challenge me, so but Steve probably would be a challenge. Now's so. our time to yeah. shine. Yeah, <laughs> yes, we, we all have a chance. You guys all have a chance. Yeah, Brett is not here. All right, our first artist for this week of March 3rd. I was born February 24th, 1950 in Wilmington, Delaware. Stop. Chucky Westover from Coopersville. <laughs> oh, You're right, most of <laughs> All right. I just wanted to be able to say something. That's all I... All right, you're done. <laughs> you are done. Well, that's the second fact. I began my career in the early 1970s as a solo acoustic performer. By himself. Fact number three. If music hadn't worked out, I may have been a baseball player, having played semi-pro ball as a second baseman in the 1970s. Fact number four. I gained my first mainstream exposure as a support act for the Rolling Stones during their 1981 U.S. tour. Did you say where he was born? Delaware, right? Yeah, 1950. Next fact, me and my band also embarked on a 50-50 tour in 1981, in which we toured all 50 states in 50 days. He's trying to sign me or signal me over there. I have no idea what he's doing, but... You can have another guess. Oh, no, you told me I was out. Go ahead. Do you know what? Well, no, I, I thought it was the, the album 50-50. What was that, Van Halen? <laughs> No. Are you there? Okay, you're cut off. Again. That was 5150. 5150. Yeah. In 1985, I appeared at Live Aid performing with Albert Collins. Wow, I'm really feeling stupid right now. Mm-hmm. Britta, where are you? <laughs> Alright, next fact. My only Billboard Hot 100 hit was a remake of Johnny Otis's Willie and the Hand Jive. Oh, there we go. No, that's no doubt. Come on, people. No, because I mean, the, the who remade that? The, the that was the original. The original, I know, but I don't know the. And the movie Grease. Eric Clapton recorded it. Well, we're going deep on this one. I think this is fact number eight. If you're scoring at home, my big hit came in 1982 when the title track of my album became a mainstream hit that was used in films, television, and commercials 
Band of the Bone. Oh, George, George Thurgood. George Thurgood. Thank you. George Thurgood. It was Wilmington, Delaware, native. Wow. And we had to go all the way to the final to pick that one up. Because, because Band of the Bone, I mean, it's pretty much not here. Yeah. Because Berta isn't here. Yeah, Berta isn't here tonight. Yeah, Berta isn't here tonight. <laughs> all right. All right, here's our second musical artist. You got, got it. You got it. I got it. Who yelled stop? I said stop. He said stop. He followed the rules. He followed the rules. I didn't say stop. You didn't no, say I stop. Did. Maybe you did. We'll have to go back to the video tape. No, he did not say stop. Mm-mm. Because right. there was no light bulb above his head. All right, our second With the image in it. I was born May 13th, 1941 in Pacoima, California. Makes this person my age pretty close. Or dead. Or dead, yeah. <laughs> That's debatable in both cases. <laughs> Number two, I was encouraged by my father, Joseph Stephen Valenzuela, to take up guitar and trumpet. Stop. And I later yeah, taught yeah, myself the drums. I think I know who you got, though. Steve, 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 stop first. Richie Allen's. Yeah. You know what? I was just—I was going to say that. I was just—yep. I was just going to say that. Oh yeah, dead. Yeah. I yeah. thought the, I thought the father's name might yeah. give it away, oh, yeah. but yeah. we had to shorten up the game here. But uh, he also had uh, in junior high, he would bring his guitar to school and sing and play songs to his friends in the bleachers. At age 16, he joined the local band, The Silhouettes, as their guitarist, and eventually took over as the lead singer when the main vocalist left the group became known as the Little Richard of San Fernando. And by the fall of 58, the demands of his career forced him to drop out of high school as he toured across America and made several television appearances. He had a fear of flying, which was actually due to a freak accident when two airplanes collided midair over the playground of his school, killing and injuring several of his classmates. What? And then eventually, of course, in 1959, he died in a plane crash yeah. just outside of Fargo, North Dakota. Wow. Along with the Bob Holly, yeah. and, and the big uh, Robber. The only 17 years of age, Richie Valens. And you know, Paul's got a, a, a CD. I'm sure it's probably more than that. Than all the songs that he actually did in that short period of time. Oh yeah, he, he did, did a ton covers. of songs. Yeah, he did oh, a ton yeah. of them. Yeah. Same with same with Buddy Holly though. He had a ton of hits too. I mean, considering the short period of time that he actually mm-hmm. you know contributed. But so. if, if you listen to the songs that Buddy Holly was recording just before he died, he wanted to be the new Frank Sinatra. Really? Yeah. Yes. Well, yeah. You know, we had uh, a lot of violins and all yeah, the orchestra, yeah. orchestral yeah. music. Huh? Yeah. He was stepping away from rock. Yeah. So even if you ever watched the movie, it, it didn't really happen where the the gang get back want to get back together. <laughs> there's a there was actually a, a documentary out about Buddy Holly that Paul McCartney put out, and it's actually pretty good, mm-hmm. an actual documentary. So. Paul McCartney owns Buddy Holly music. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Well, among among other, I, I, I recently recently learned that he owns uh, Bill Black's bass guitar. Oh yeah, that played with Elvis, Elvis Presley. Yeah. yeah. He probably had to give it all to his, his ex-wife, but anyway. <laughs> and, he, and Bill Black had a anyway. Bill Black had a string of hits of his own. Yeah, yes, he did. She never changed. She never changed the sheets. No. <laughs> anyway, all right. So there we go. Another edition. And uh, are we? Do we got anything else yet that we want to talk about tonight, or are we done for today? Well, we're going to remind everybody in case they join the show okay, so late about Killer Blues. All right. You want to do that? You want to come back and do that, and we'll wrap things up. Or yeah. Let's, let's, let's bring it up. Okay. Uh, 
Oh. And, oh. and naturally, we always try to forget, but he will. <laughs> yeah. I was a very sweet one last week, so. Aww. All right. <laughs> Killing me. 